Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Hey, everybody. It's Kathy Paper here for the All-Star Networking Show at Midtown Global Market with my trusty advisor, Matt Tell, the Friends of the Global Market. You can look him up at friendsofglobalmarket.org or midtownglobalmarket.org as well. We're here on Lake Street in South Minneapolis, and joining me today is my friend and business compadre, (laughs) Jeff Brown. Jeff, give a big hello to all our listeners. Hello, everybody out there. This is fantastic. I really appreciate you inviting me to come down here. I have not been down to the global market since uh, the pandemic, so it's great to see it live and and people walking around and eating, and it's really exciting, especially today on Cinco de Mayo. I'm sure you'll get a few people in here doing a few shots of tequila and some beers at some point in time, but it's really cool. Exactly. It's so fun. You can just feel the energy here. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. So, okay, before we get started in some of our networking questions, why don't you just let our listeners know, you know, you and I met, oh, five, ten, I don't know how many years ago, but maybe just tell people a little bit what you do and why you're so amazing. Well, (laughs) I don't know if I'm so amazing, but I think you and I met Coco time frame. So that would have been the beginning of like 2011. And uh, Coco was a co-working space that a lot of people may have heard of that here in the Twin Cities that uh, I was with, worked with Don Ball and Kyle Kubroth when they were starting to build that and did a little coaching for them. And uh, was a member at Coco and met all my great friends from Coco. We're still all hanging out together, so I love it. But kind of my background is uh, quickly, born in Minnesota, so I got all that Minnesota bad in me. Uh, I don't really call it Minnesota nice because when you start traveling around the country, we aren't as nice as we may think we are. But anyway, um, and then I spent a great deal of my career in California, kind of learned to think different out there and and accept change and meet people and and move back to uh, Minnesota in the mid-90s when I sold a a company that I had to an organization here in the Twin Cities that... uh, uh, and worked there for a good while and then ended up kind of semi-retiring in 2007. But I've been working ever since and been working on the things that I love to do with the people I love to do them with, which happened to be a why that I helped develop for somebody else too. So nice. that's awesome. Nice. Okay, but I I got to dive into a couple of those things <laughs> just because I know you well enough and it's you're so humble and accessible, which is what I love about you. Um, but the... The company that you sold and that you were come, came back here to do, you were doing like the race car, the yeah. Grand Prix races downtown Minneapolis, right? We did that after I came back, after I sold that company. So the company that I sold uh, was a sports marketing company. And so we did a lot of the promotional work for all the uh, PGA Tour, uh, for NASCAR, for the uh, Grand Prix in downtown uh, Long Beach, California. So the way we ended up doing the race downtown Minneapolis is Mark Cohen, uh, who was one of the clients that I was working with, his son passed away of leukemia, unfortunately, at seven years old. And so he wanted to do something to 
uh, bring awareness to kids' cancer and to honor his son. But he didn't want to do a golf tournament like I tried to convince him to do, so we ended up doing a road race downtown Minneapolis. And so, Okay, so I didn't know that, that it was yeah. a fundraiser. It was for, a fundraiser, yeah, for uh, Children's Cancer Research Fund. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you said something about your why, so I'm going to go a little off, off topic and just say the, the why. When you think about networking, what is your why in relationship to building, building relationships or connections? Well, I think a why is very important for not only organizations and businesses, but also for all of us as an individual, because it, it defines who you are. And a why also gives you an opportunity to tell somebody something that can invoke a question. So like if I said, uh, my best networking method, or my why would be making brownies for everybody at a networking conference. Um, if I said that to somebody, they would go, well, why do you do that? Or what's the purpose of that? And it immediately creates a little bit of a trust connection, which is really important in networking. Because the trust connection comes from the fact that they asked me to tell my story based on what I told them my why was. So the minute they asked me to tell the story, now they've given me permission to talk and to tell the story. They'll remember that so much better than if I just come up to them and say, I'm Jeff Brown and I do da 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 They're not going to remember that. But if they ask me, they'll remember it. And it begins to create a little bit of emotional and trust connection in, in making a network connection. I'm going to just pause on that for a second or say it again because I still remember when you and I met and we were at the China Buffet in St. Louis Park. Yeah. I believe we've been to the 98 pounds buffet too. Yes. I must have lunch on my mind because I'm, again, surrounded by Thai food, there's sushi, there's so many different lunch choices. I'm telling you, the aromas in here are amazing. I mean, I forgot what a variety of great food they have in this place. And yeah. I mean, just walking in here, you can't help but get hungry. It's, exactly, great yeah. food and don't forget great services great too. Service, so you yeah. can buy some, you can go shopping, you can get gifts. I'm considering you can get your eyebrows done. That might be on my list. We could go together. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> anyway. Mine are getting gray. The, yeah, back to the, the why, or that in, invokes a question. You know, that why, you invoke a question in someone else, so you say something that has an emotional connection and that trust. I just think that's an interesting statement, why I had to just repeat what I just heard. Yeah. Because, when again, when you and I first met and you asked me my why, I was had a hard time with it but when you say it you evoke that connection that makes more sense to me yeah the perfect example of a why that is built into one of the largest companies in the world is nike so so the why works for an individual but it also works for a company so if you look at nike when phil knight started nike his why the why he started that company was to allow anybody to find their own athletic potential it had nothing to do with selling golf clubs or tennis shoes or tennis rackets or anything else. It was just allowing people to find their own athletic potential. And then he had his mission statement that if, if you have a breath, you are an athlete so you can find your own athletic potential. So that became the mission to allow people to do it. And then the, uh, the slogan became just do it. And so that was the progression. But what's really interesting about the why is if you go out there today, and I, fortunately I just happened to be out there not too long ago, and I walked around the Nike campus, 
And if you ask the people that work there what they do for a living, they answer, we help people find their own athletic potential. So 40 some years later, that's still the why that that company's in business and allowed them to always have a, a really good culture in that organization because everybody there wants to help people find their own athletic potential. So companies with a good why, individuals with a good why, build their network with people that want to be part of it. So it really makes it a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> no, it's great. And it's a great example. What I love is you you really do think differently. You know, since we, we first met, you know, you, you frame things up in a way that, that, you know, just that Nike example is great. When we were starting talking, you said, you know, networking. You're like, let's not call it networking. What would you What would you call it? Because again, people listening, we all want a good network, but maybe say say yeah. it in a way that we don't feel so yucky about the word. Okay, so if you want a good network, is that network Disney? Is it Prime? Amazon Prime? I mean, there's a lot of things out there that are networks that have nothing to do with people interacting together. So I like to call it connecting because it has to be a two-way street. If you walk up to somebody at an event that you've never met before and you start a conversation with them or they start a conversation with you, it's very key that you get into a conversation that you each find some kind of a little emotional hook about each other that you can remember. And when you get done with the conversation, if there's the need or want to carry it on further, make sure that you exchange at least a phone number or an email or something so that that connection can keep going. Otherwise, you won't build a network. You'll only meet people and you'll have thousands of people on your in your database or Facebook friends or whatever, but you really don't know them. So connecting is much more important than just having a network of people. It's the people of people that you have around you that you want to do things with and you can bring into the fold when you need them to help you or you can help them when they need you that's that's what i look at more so than networking okay so connecting and and that two-way street idea your newest adventures you have several let's say if we say fair on four yeah at the mall of america and borough so if anyone likes to do axe throwing or race car driving there's my plug for it's super fun Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. How did you decide or think about who to put in your network when you were approaching that new project? If we take the fair on four, that was something that kind of wasn't planned. It was the mall approached my partners and I about doing that project. We were a little reluctant at first. And just before COVID, we finally were close to maybe putting a deal together. And then when COVID kind of came around, we got a deal that, that made sense for us to do it. Right. So when we needed to connect there to find people to help us with that project, of course, a lot of restaurants were down or beginning to go down. And uh, there was a lot of really, really great talent in the Twin Cities here that had worked for other restaurants, had run restaurants, had bartended. Had, and we were fortunate enough to find a general manager that knew a lot of those people and had worked for another group of restaurants and entertainment areas for nearly 15 years. So his connections with pretty much everybody in that hospitality industry in the Twin Cities were very strong. He was a very good connector. So when, when we brought him on board, he was able to bring in the family of people 
that he knew would fit the kind of culture we wanted. We wanted to, I mean, part of building um, the fair on four was to create a place where people could come and connect. We knew that when COVID ended, people were going to be so anxious to get out and do something. And our whole concept of building that was to make a place where people could laugh together, smile together, talk together, relieve stress together. I got to tell you, throwing axes is the best stress reliever in the world. Not at each other, at the wall. No, at the wall, yeah. (laughs) Have a cocktail together, eat some good food together. And that happened. I mean, it's kind of like when my wife told me that I should retire, I said, well, if I'm going to retire... That's all the things that we're creating out of the Fair and Four is what I want to do in retirement. So now I don't have to go find those people to do it with. I'll let them come to me. Right. And so it is kind of like a retirement. It's but your own retirement really. community. It's doing, what you, it's doing what you like to do. Having fun doing what you like to do. So love the idea of the friend of the friend. So you knew if I'm going to grow my business, I've got to have the right people on my team who they can then attract the right people. Because you said the general manager had people in their network that they could bring to come work at Fair on Four or at the right. borough, right? You know, you again, you have an amazing network of people around you. How do you determine who are the, the people that you keep in touch with? That's a really interesting question because I don't know if I have figured that out yet. What I have, what I have figured out is that if I keep a good attitude, stay friendly, stay happy, treat people with respect, they're going to treat me with respect. And when that happens, getting back together just happens. I mean, look at you and I, we've known each other for probably 11 years, 12 years. Do we get together every week? No. But when something comes about that we have that's good for either one of us, we connect. Right. And it, and. I mean, and it's it's one of my favorite connections. I mean, Yay! Kathy, you're Yay! you're like you know my super friend. And when you have those super friends over time, you learn that they're there for you, and you're there for them. And when that happens, then you can call on each other whenever anything comes up. Yes, I love that. Okay, I'm pausing. I had to write down. You know, I sort of take little notes because then I remember this. Thinking, who are those super friends? So thank you for that. And back at you. That's why you're on the All Star Networking Show. <laughs> I guess I would think about, you said you have a good attitude for your networking or what you're doing. You're also really philanthropic, you know. Yes. I mean, I'm philanthropic in time. In, in I, when time? In, in time, in giving of time. And in giving, I think for the last 15 years, most of my income has come from helping start up and actually even large Fortune 500 companies develop good customer strategy or good culture strategy in their organizations. The whole thing about bringing people together. Yeah. So when I'm when I run into an organization that's a nonprofit or looking for help in that area, I kind of jump in. And by doing that, you meet a lot of people that are also favoring that organization or that nonprofit. And then they become super friends some of them. So nice. that's kind of cool, yeah. I mean, Dina is a good example. You know Dina and uh, we helped start Simon Says Give. And it was just because she was one of my super friends that said, hey, I got this idea, or my daughter's got this idea. So we just did it. Yeah. And let's say a little bit, because Dina hasn't been on the show yet. Oh, so maybe give a little plug for Simon Says Give. She will be on a future show. Okay. So Simon Says Give is a nonprofit that was started by her daughter that um, at seven years old came up with an idea that she wanted to help kids that were in need. And so 
Simon Says Give was born, and now it's a very large organization. It stretches across multiple states, and we're helping a lot of kids every year. So, yeah, and yes. I'm going to save the rest for Dina when she's on. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, we'll do that. But see, here's the, the reason why I mention it is, you know, I have this vision of the All-Star Network here at the Midtown Global Market having a party where everybody gets a yearbook of all the guests that have been on because it's about building community. Yep. And when you mention Dina, who's a friend of mine, she's a friend of yours, she'll come down to the market. It's that creating that community where everybody wins. Yeah. And, um, and that's what you said was super friend, the super friend and the super friend. Um, that's part of networking and how it all goes. Yeah. One of the things that we, you and I talked about before we started this podcast today is I gave you a sticker that says you are awesome. And you are awesome. And it's just a little sticker. And I gave one to Matt, who's making sure that all this sound comes across correctly. And his sticker says, you make a difference. And I only bring up these stickers because it's a trick that I've utilized sometimes when I go to a big network where I don't know anybody. So as an example, this past weekend, one of my friends and I were at the Berkshire Hathaway Annual Shareholders Meeting. 30,000 people there walking around the convention center. Patrick and I walked around and we'd, you know, walk up to somebody that looked like somebody that we wanted to meet or a manager of one of the Berkshire companies or something like that. And we'd go, wow, are you awesome or are you a rock star or do you make a difference? And immediately they would say, well, I'm a rock star or I'm awesome or whatever it is. And we'd put a sticker on them. And even these, you know, very high paid managers of some of these big Berkshire companies got a smile out of it and it started it created that trust factor just that simple little sticker that we were able to continue on having a conversation was interesting so I've been home three days since that event and I've already had emails from a couple of those people wow just some little thing like that can help you know it's interesting for people that are listening when we first started talking about it i definitely have a had a reaction of like well i can't do that i'm not going to go up to somebody and like ask them a question and ask them the, the sticker but i think it's finding your way of connecting right you know and whatever works for you and and maybe i could get there because i think we all always have a little resistance of connecting with people at first but like you said build that connection and yeah Am I awesome? Sure. Yeah. You know, on some days, some days not so awesome, but it's part of the, you know, we're all all human. Yeah. We all have our ups and downs, right? Our ups and flows. But I just, I mean, I guess I just want to say is I love that it it pans out or makes the connection in that two-way street because you are so genuine about building that network that that's why those people want to keep connecting and staying in conversation. So just being a little tactical, because you've been to Berkshire Hathaway and then you were at a brewery convention too, is um, how do you decide where to spend your time in terms of networking or putting yourself in situations? Is that a challenge for you? or Where I think I'm going to enjoy myself the most. Yes. I mean, for me, that's it. There's been a lot of things that have happened over the last few years that, uh, you know, we, we may not all understand why, but hu- humanality just happens and people don't like each other sometimes so I'm trying to spread happiness and love I mean that's kind of my goal in life now is to make more people love each other than hate each other and so if I can if I get an opportunity to go someplace where there's a lot of people that maybe be able to be influenced in some way or another to that means then I probably pick that first 
if I don't have that opportunity, then I go where I think I'm going to have the most fun. A friend of mine and I are actually making whiskey. And I'm coaching right now a company that makes uh, brewing equipment. So going to the conference yesterday for craft brewing conference for the United States has just made sense. You know, I, I like to taste beer and we went down there to see what other people are doing from a whiskey standpoint. And so, yeah, it made sense. That's awesome. Yep. I love I love all that. Midtown Market is thriving and this is awesome to see this happening again and it's awesome to be able to smell the foods that are coming out of here so you know if you want a place to come and connect I'm going to strongly suggest you come down here because a lot of people may think that Lake Street is not a good place to come anymore Um, that's not true this place is really 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 cool and I I would suggest anybody come down here and make a reservation to meet your friends the, the people you've connected with and come down here and the variety of food that you have to choose from is amazing so that's probably my biggest takeaway so i'm just glad that this podcast happened to come from here but on the other side i would say work on your why work on something that you can feel comfortable saying if somebody says what do you do and you say something like i make the best brownies in the world or whatever it is and it's going to invoke them to ask you well how do you do that or why do you do that once you get that two-way conversation started it'll just keep building on itself excellent i love the i love the two-way conversation and yes i'd add the midtown global market what i also know is when you buy your lunch say you come down here and you park in the ramp you can get a voucher for an hour of free parking if you ask when you check out so let's support all the 30 businesses that are here under the roof and there's so many more events happening over the course of the month but jeff brown brownie as always you're so awesome so thank you for letting me be your super friend um matt thanks for today and look forward to uh connecting more thank you for being my super friend that's a i really appreciate you having me on that's great and matt it was a pleasure meeting you although i know we've met someplace but we'll figure that out and pretty soon we'll be super friends too Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.